now listening to The Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three relatively grown men binge the iconic HBO series Sex and the City. So dust off those DVDs and grab yourself a white wine or even a Cosmopolitan and settle in. Take it away, boys. Welcome to the Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three guys watch Sex in the City for the first time ever. Mostly. mostly. Hi, I'm Corey Cavan. I'm Kevin James Doyle. I'm Corey Cavan. <laughs> I'm Corey Cavan. I'm John Sieber. Dang it. And I'm Kevin James Doyle, here to introduce our guest. Dear friend. Dear friend, Rebecca Melisic, everybody. Melosic? Yeah. Gosh, you're actually the friend. only guest we've had that our like dear friend that I actually dear have. friend, our <laughs> dear friend. Right before you started to say, I was Rebecca, like, he's not going to know because because okay. John's been saying you, it wrong for years. I will say this: only corrected him like a week ago. I have I always heard I do Melosic. That's right? how I've always yeah. heard yeah. your name pronounced. Look, truthfully, mo- there's no way that it was Melosic in the mother country. It was like Melosic. <laughs> what is what is the mother country? It's Bohemian. It's like Eastern oh, European. Oh, wow. You were. I'm, you know, I'm a quarter of that. You are? Yeah. Our people. We're gypsies. I you were totally bo- gypsies. And <laughs> you are such a bohemian person. Oh, I thought bohemian was just a phase. It, yeah. It's I both. It's a country. I know both well. <laughs> the um, it's, it's also a beer, bohemia. The uh, Rebecca is a, uh, com- well, you're a lyricist for musicals. They don't actually know and me. You're a they writer. just pulled me up this job. I was going to say, your two <laughs> best friends are like, uh, here's she um, is a computer programmer. We're and really excited what do you that do? Her, 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 uh, her name is uh, <laughs> Rabbi Mushrooms, and uh, she writes words. This yeah, is yeah. what this is. This is the problem that we had. Is usually we, since we don't know the people, we're like, how should we introduce you? And with this, it's like, uh, what's your name? No, what I'll she tell do? you what the Who actual problem is. Is oh, usually Corey you. does the introductions, <laughs> and you decide to spearhead it this time, and you drop the ball and embarrass well, yourself. I, yeah, no, it's I did. hard because he knows me so well. He's like, well, she's you know, she does so much. She's a writer, but she's also a lady. And she's he she's, didn't say either of those things. <laughs> he said neither of those. Here is here is something that we do know about you, Ra, Rebe- Rebecca. Re- is that yeah. your name? Yeah, yeah that's it. Name. She is a she is a, a true fan of the show. <laughs> I am. And that's really what got me on. I'm a true fan of the show. No, we were gonna show, we had you on the list, but then when you came here and you were just like you're like, you you've listened to all the episodes? I've listened to all the episodes. When you say the show, you don't mean sex in the city. No, you I'm, mean the Bradshaw Boys. I'm a Bradshaw Boys well, fan. Tell us your experience with Sex in the City. It is limited almost entirely to the Bradshaw Boys. Man, that's great. Yeah, we didn't have cable when I was growing up, so I didn't have HBO. And I watched a few episodes with girlfriends in high school and in college. I just wasn't that into it. And then, you know, support, love. I Mm -hmm. started listening to the podcast and now I love it. And it's been really hard not to watch ahead, Mm -hmm. but I haven't done it at all. Oh, it's very it's it's one of the hardest things I have to do every week. Yeah. Yeah. But it also have to save it up for the guys. But it's satisfying. You know, it's like if I don't get my workouts in, if I don't hit my deadlines, it's fine. I, at least I didn't watch Sex in the City <laughs> <Good job. laughs> before Wednesday. My whole life has fallen apart. But <laughs> this one thing. Um. So what? What was your college show? Or like the show you said everyone watched it? Then what was your show? And then what? I want to ask you a few Sex in the City questions. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, in college we watched Strangers with Candy. We watched okay. you know mm-hmm. funny stuff, weird stuff. Yeah. Um. And was that the question? Was there more to it? Yeah, I didn't know if you were like what what you were into at the time. So that makes sense. Yeah, uh, I don't honestly. I've never. Um, and you uh, went you went 
to school in New York, right? No, I went to, I went to USC. I did LA. Kevin, have you ever met Rebecca before? <laughs> yeah, seriously. See, I was just, I was, that was a lead in. Oh yeah. It was a great that, lead, that was in. A lead we're, in. We're getting to know each other on the air. It's actually really special. Yeah. Uh, I went, I went to school in Los Angeles, so I should know more about the world of TV, but I don't. I watch well, TV when people tell me what to watch. Did I'll you watch it. study film in college? Yeah, I studied poetry. Okay. That's the reveal. That's why you're from Bohemia. <laughs> That's why I'm from Bohemia. Yeah. I'm a bo- I'm a gypsy who writes poetry mm. and likes comedy podcasts. Oh God, where's my watch? <laughs> my watch is gone. My watch is gone. Stop the podcast. Um, um, so what's what's been your favorite, if you have a favorite scene or favorite mm. experience so far since watching the show along? with us or favorite character um uh capote duncan obviously well there you um, go you're clearly yeah. someone who you're clearly <laughs> someone whose experience of sex in the city is, is our, our show because exactly. <laughs> most, most people that have watched the whole show are like who's capote well, duncan you know i really this isn't a scene but i really liked your live show and i'm i'm not just blowing smoke i it was so fun to listen to and i really enjoyed um listening to the wonderful actress Heather Barkley Heather Barkley yeah. who was such a spitfire and so fun yeah. I loved her she, Heather yeah. Barkley if you've listened to the podcast is the woman that played the cheese shop lady in uh secret sex ep- the season episode season one six episode? I think episode yeah six yeah and then she was on our live she show was on our live show yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah she that actually as that was happening because the live show is nerve-wracking and everything while you're doing it. And then when she started talking, it was just like, when you hear someone saying stuff, you're like, this is so interesting to us and people are going to love it. I, her interview was like one of the highlights of yeah. the entire podcast. I thought. Yeah. Great. It was, uh, especially to hear her take on when she was actually doing the show. Cause you never know when something's going to be a phenomenon when you're yeah. like this podcast. <laughs> you had no idea. You're very kind. <laughs> no, you guys knew, but you know what I mean? Like you don't know when something's going to be such a huge deal right at the start and then you well, and she even said that she was like when she was filming the show everyone on the crew was like yeah, i don't know it's yeah. just like a show it's this is a job which is wild like, which they didn't know it was going to be a huge thing or anything like that and then our last guest was literally an author who wrote about the cultural importance of the show yeah it's kind of crazy yeah, the one on last episode yeah it's crazy wait so you you went to L- usc in los angeles yeah you are currently watching sex and city I'm but cur- you are a woman that lives in new york city and you have lived here for a I've, while i've lived here for 12 years oh wow okay yeah okay. long time um the only place i've lived longer is ohio i lived there for 14 years america's bohemia america's yeah that's what they call it yeah that's what they do that's on <laughs> that's the license bohemia. uh yeah yeah and i write musicals just to make that clear. Oh okay. yeah, you. Oh. <laughs> Kevin, did you know that? Did you know that? <laughs> yeah. Wait, you guys didn't get that from the intro? Yeah. I didn't pick that up from the intro. I realized I was like, oh well, I could just be mysterious the whole time. I'm like, who's that lady? Okay. I said lyricist. You did. Yeah, that's But true. then everyone stepped in and made fun of how I actually got things wrong before that because I almost said composer. Listen, some people call it an intro or stuttering. Whatever. <laughs> on the first date I went on with my wife, I didn't know the difference between a composer and a conductor. And I was like, my friend, my friend is composing that music right now for the show. And she's like, that music was written like 700 years ago. You have no idea what you're talking about or you're a compulsive liar. And I was like, or no, he is composing it. I swear. That's he's not a vampire. fair though, because I feel like if you were talking about a train conductor and some other job that someone has on a train, I wouldn't know the difference. Mm. You don't know. So if there's a train composer and a train conductor. A train composer. <laughs> Well, bam, bam, back in the atmosphere. <laughs> That's a trained composer. Yeah. <laughs> Drops a Jupiter in her hair. Yeah. I will say if you. Well, baby. 
<laughs> no, it's not baby. It's tell me. It's I love that song so much. It's Unironically, song. it's, it's such a, a great, great song. song. Drops of Jupiter. It's so good. Wait, is that wait, isn't there a, isn't there a band called Mr. Big too? Yeah, oh yeah, Mr. Oh, yeah. Big was Hold a, on, little girl. Show me what he's done to me. And wait, wasn't there a movie? There's a movie called Carrie, I think. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my gosh, my I'm covered God. in blood. It's prom. Oh yeah, that's right. That's the theme song for it. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm covered in blood. It's prom. <laughs> it was a musical. Didn't they make it Carrie a musical? musical? Yeah, Carrie. and there's also a book about Carrie the musical. Okay, wait. Since before... Okay, we'll, we'll do it at the end. Since you have such a, you live in the theater district and you do musical, we got to do, for those people that want to visit New York, maybe we'll do a quick like musical theater run through with you where you can oh. talk about theater real quick. Oh, and I love that. We need to talk about this episode. Perfect for you. We didn't even plan this. The chicken dance. Maybe there'll be some musical theater. <laughs> oh, yeah. Chicken dancing. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> All right, dun, 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 dun. and we'll uh, we'll we'll send you guys off for this portion with uh, Kevin once again singing "Train." <laughs> little girl. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right, see you soon. Episode nineteen: The Chicken Dance. Carrie gets fed up with Big's inability to pay attention to her. Miranda inadvertently sets her interior designer up with a long-distance would-be boyfriend and they marry after only four weeks. Charlotte has a warp speed relationship with a guy she meets at the wedding, and Samantha is upset when she experiences deja screw. And now, back to the boys. We make that noise you made, Rebecca? Oh, wow. <laughs> One more time. Oh, that's really hard when Do I'm it. laughing though, huh? Okay. And we're back. That was a Doink. You're doing that by flicking right, your should teeth. We do, should it's, we do a reel? Or is that is this what I'm, we really want to go with? I'm fine with that. <laughs> I just, just think that. we just watched... The Chicken Dance. The Chicken Dance. The Chicken Dance. The, oh, because uh, it's the wedding. I was just trying to figure out why it was the chicken dance. You got to have a chicken dance on there. Now, did they do the chicken dance at the wedding? Mm-hmm. No. They Not did that it. I saw. They do it every wedding. I did notice a lot of things we don't do at weddings anymore. Such like as? the guest book. I had a guess. Marriage in general. It's changed as an institution. We don't even do that. Is there someone that stands there and says sign the I'm having a panic attack then whether or not we had a guest book. I don't think you did. I feel like you did. I don't know. You had a more, you had a traditional wedding, like a big traditional wedding. I don't know. I was in a cave. Well, the reception, no, the reception was in a cave. We definitely did not have a guest book attendant. You did have, you did have a very traditional wedding. You had uh, a man that looks like Thor do a ballet. That's true. To, to, I don't know much, but I know I love you. Linda Ronsat, man. You got it. And Aaron Neville. And And Aaron Neville. Neville. Um, (laughs) Welcome back. We're really excited to be talking about the chicken dance season two, episode seven. Um, so well, the the beginning. Well, sorry, John. I think I interrupted you. No, give like, us a rundown. I'm having a tough time actually pinpoint what the arc of this of this. I had a hard time like kind of zoning in of for the, it of the, the episode. Is does anyone else? Well, like, it wanna... was well. I think it was it was the people's level of of marriage. Uh, Charlotte really was excited for it. The one girl got it. Miranda wanted it. It was all based about that party and that so was, and Miranda. So I think being it like, was oh, love at first sight. Love, love at first, first sight was was does it exist? Is it real? And uh, you know, people... shortlist for a worst title based on how many good <laughs> titles we had. I'm wondering if we missed something about the chicken dance. Did we watch the right episode? Yes, no, I'm just yeah. I'm I mean, but I wondered that too because I was like, I... is is the chicken dance? Is that also the is it not just mating? the dance itself? No, no. I, well, I was going to ask, is it like everybody's doing it? 
is there some is there another meaning to the chicken I mean, dance that musical we just don't people know? Do, does the is the chicken dance have any sort of imp- is it that's the one that goes relative to anything other than that dance? I love to skate. I love to skate. Yeah, because when you're skating, that was a big skating song, like a skating. Oh yeah, I don't think about weddings for the. I've never. I think about like a hockey wedding or like a big like roller skating party. Roller skating. But maybe that's maybe that's what they were trying to say. You said that. You said that. You said that at me. You were like roller skating party. I'm mad, dude. I'm mad that you didn't bring it up. Hey, listen. My friend was a professional mascot, and they played it. At the hockey games that he met. Roller skating. <laughs> yeah. Well, go to a New Jersey Devils game in 2007 and you would have heard it there too. Was he roller skating? No, he was ice skating, shooting t-shirts out of a gun. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, um, I, I got to go with Kevin. I think it's, I don't, sorry, John. I don't know. If, for me, it was less about the love at first sight and it was more about that question of marriage, especially the way that it ended. For me, that was like. The whole question was, should we get married? Do we want to get married? Why am I not getting married? You know, and like you work yourself into a frenzy. So frenzied, you might do a chicken dance. It's possible. <laughs> so so frenzied. You may find yourself at a roller skating party. I do, I, do think, I do think John made a good point that like all of this one, instead of it being four different storylines, it is four different storylines, but they all kind of converge on this big wedding. Whereas like the episodes like... Other ones we've watched were like like the cheating curve. The last episode we right. watched, it was like everyone's cheating in some different way, even if it's not a relationship. This one was like the chicken dance. We all go to a wedding. Like I think it's, it's just... because of the title, though, because Samantha doesn't want to get married. That she wants, and she's run out of people to have sex with. Yeah. So she thinks she might have to get married. So she thinks she might have to get married. Okay. Charlotte meets this guy. Well, and then we'll, we'll talk about this. Yeah, yeah, she she is like, I'm going to I'm tired of the bride. I'm going to wear what I wanted. I'm going to wear this beautiful satin dress. And then I'm going to and she gets set up with to to be the bet, whatever the maid maid of honor made not the maid of honor, but she's a bridesmaid. bridesmaid. He's a groomsman groom groom man. <laughs> <laughs> and then never been to a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Rar Rar Yeah. Um, and then. Carrie, obviously her and Big, because she cheats and gets him invited. You, I thought that was implied. That oh, she's implied like that she's the one that got him invited. Yeah, that, that and she wants to bring him. And so that's that why she he didn't want to do... sign the card, too, yeah. because she was like, you could still sign the card. Because, yeah, she gives a gift. Yeah, and he's like, I don't want to be involved with well, this. He was, really, kinda... he was really upset that, it, that they got his name somehow. Yeah, yeah, he was, because he was like, why would they know it? And therefore, it's Carrie being like, you should invite... Tom that was, that was Tom some, Edwards. Ooh, I missed that. Wait, what was the thing about his name? Because you know, at this point, we, we don't, don't know. know we don't know Big's yeah. name. His name is just Mister Big. Yeah. So I think he was like. I think that was to show that it's like he's like. How would they know? Like, because she's like, you were invited. He's like, how would they? How would they get oh, okay. my name? And clearly, it was from. Uh, well, she said it was from Miranda. And then what was the last storyline? Miranda. Miranda. She had the party because, and the second that he said, "I want to get married." I, soon she was like, "Oh, sweet! This dude's on my pull-out couch. Hopefully, he's not." He was. I'm open up a bottle, nice doing? bottle of Merlot. Like we're gonna we're gonna go somewhere. Oh, and this. also they they said that like which was kind of man. A usually I'm off base, but did you guys watch this episode? Come on, yeah. I'm killing it right <laughs> now. So, I never see, pay here's, attention. Here's to what anything. I think. Here's why I think it was called the chicken dance because I think the chicken dance is normally a, a song reserved for. Immature skating silly, rinks. Skating <laughs> rinks. It's something that is like silly and dumb and stupid. Uh-huh. And they called it that because the wedding was the focal point of the episode, and they're using that title as a juxtaposition to show 
what the girls really thought of this wedding in some way or that it's all a, that it's all, all a chicken, chicken dance, dance that it's not mm-hmm. it's not real because it was this like love at first sight okay kind of like every, okay. everybody there that. was a chicken head They're yeah just chicken which, which culminates around. perfectly with them Watching the bouquet in super slow motion go right down and fall flat in front of them. And they where they're weren't all... going to peck their chicken heads down mm-hmm. there to pick it up. They you know what a chicken head got... is in rap? Yeah, it's a, it's a girl a that sucks girl. dick. Ooh. Oh. Chicken head. Oh, yeah. I just and thought rap. it was a derogatory term for like a girl that was out there. I didn't realize it was a... It still sounds like a derogatory term for a girl. <laughs> I don't know. Listen, I, I don't make a judgment on those things. Yeah. That's I mean, nothing it, against chickens. Nothing but... against... Listen, yeah. if a chicken wants to suck a dick... <laughs> I'm then, all for it. You guys, I'm in the middle of a train of thought here. I'm going to keep continuing. <laughs> keep going. Because okay, we haven't even really recapped the episode. And I, and I think episode. that the wedding itself is like, is the thing that most people put up on a pedestal. Like the, the, the designer lady was super stoked about. And it was the thing, the, like, the thing in this episode that burned them all in one way or another. Mm-hmm. It was Carrie got really upset and disgruntled because of Big's desire to be at the wedding and go to the wedding with her and his relationship with her at the wedding. Samantha realized that there was no one left for her to hook up with culminated with the guy that looked like turtle at the bar who she's like, I think I hooked up with you. Yeah. And then of course, Charlotte at the wedding thinking that she was going to have this great time with, with this guy who then got tushy squeezed by her, his dad. Yeah. Not the guy, the guy didn't get the guy. And then Miranda, of course, probably gave her tushy squeeze going from guest book signer to, to van loader. Right. Anyway. And also, right. And I guess the do, did you say the Miranda thing? No, sorry, the Samantha thing. That Samantha earlier in the episode slept with a dude, right? And then as they're having sex, she's like, "Oh my gosh, I had sex with you!" And he was like, "Yeah, fifteen years ago, I thought you were doing that sexy stranger thing." Yeah. And then she found which that, out that later. I like that. That was funny. That um, was a funny goof. So I have my main thing with this issue or with this uh, this episode. episode is Carrie just really bugged me this episode. What do you guys? And I'll tell you why. why. She made such a big deal out of that stupid toothbrush head that when you take like little signs like that and you put them on a pedestal and and prescribe such importance to them that you then inversely get burned by the fact that her boyfriend didn't want to put his name on a card. Neither of those things in the grand scheme of things, grand grand scheme of things, should Uh matter at all. But she pedestaled both of them to such a level that she put so much like joy in one like i have a pink toothbrush head this is great and the other one just devastated her so bad where if she would have just like been normal about both those things she wouldn't have really had like any sort of emotional swing i think you're right i think though as someone who we've had a few guests when they've assigned us people they've called me a carry <laughs> i think what you said is judging things rationally by saying, like, it's a toothbrush head, but what I should really do is, like, is this guy going to commit to me? Um, I think Carrie was judging those things by intuition and saying, like, oh, my gosh, he got me a thing. I feel like we're getting closer. And then what was the other thing you said? You said the toothbrush head. And then she, she like, she got super jazzed about the toothbrush head. Right. But then she got super bummed out about the gift card. Right. Not signing. When the thing that actually should have bummed her out is him taking the phone call. I agree with that. In in the wedding. That was actually like a pretty big slight. I feel like he showed his cards very hard there. But I have problem being empathetic with people like her who like are so emotionally swingy where like, this is the best thing ever. He got me a toothbrush head. This is the worst thing ever. He won't sign my card. And it's like, if you're on these two polar ends, you can't see that the garbage that's actually happening where 
he's leaving during the middle of your speech to take a phone call. That is true. Which I do feel like, I do feel like she did see that and that really let her down. But I also feel like at the end of the episode when she's like, I just want to dance. And he was like, fine, I'll go back in and dance with you. She like let him off way too easy where she was like, okay, good. Like I was like, listen, you gotta, now he's just sticking around because he didn't want to get caught or he feels bad or something. Right. But I do feel like you were judging those things rationally. I would be more on the empathetic thing. But what I think is the (laughs) interesting difference between us is I was like, I can see how Carrie feels because I am empathetic like her in that sense. And I'm like, I could I could see doing that. But I think you're right. Like, she's got to be like, this guy's throwing all these signs at you where it's like it culminates in him getting up and taking a call and showing off the fact that he has a cell phone. Oh in yeah. Years <laughs> and back. an electric in, toothbrush. I like, I got one of those. Was thing, I was like, the thing. It wasn't just a $2 toothbrush. That was like, that's a, tw- that's a $15 brush. Back then? Brush yeah. Way more than Back then that brush head was probably $35. Yeah. And that well, toothbrush for, was probably 150 bucks. He's a real estate billionaire though. He didn't care. And, he's I mean, got toothbrushes in every yeah, room. She, <laughs> That is true. She thinks that he only has one pink toothbrush head. He has an entire statue of pink toothbrush heads hidden behind that mirror. I I thought too long about that one pink toothbrush head thing of like, well, does he buy a pack and does it have a certain number of each cut? I was very (laughs) confused about why they were buoyant, like pink and blue, boy and girl toothbrushes. I know because it's, it's funny her making a lot of it and then also being like, yeah, also he just has that ready to give it some girl who needs to brush her teeth because he's fucking so many <laughs> Do girls. you guys have any like anything in your life that's a pink toothbrush head? That was like that. I have a pink toothbrush head. <laughs> I've always thought that I've always thought that brushing your teeth with a girl is like an intimate feeling thing to me. Like standing next to them brushing your yeah, teeth? Yeah, there's something about it be, that it's like that it's like oh, we're like getting ready for bed and brushing your teeth and I have a big mirror there and I've just there's something that it's like the person's always next to you and you're like kind of looking and like laughing. And the first t- time or first few times that happens always feels like a big intimate thing <laughs> to me. And then and, when you're married, you're like, can you get out of the bathroom so I can pee and brush my teeth at the same time? Yeah, exactly. She's like, well, what am I supposed to do? Not my problem. No. Not my problem. <laughs> Wait, but do you pee and brush your teeth at the same time? Because for us, I try to multitask. Thing. I try to multitask as much as possible yeah. when it comes to routines. Again, rational thinker. <laughs> I, right there. I I do squats while I brush my teeth and what? floss. I exercise while I. That's good. Because I hate flossing and I hate exercise. I feel like flossing. You could just hold the floss still and you do squats. <laughs> yeah. So my question is, when you combine the two things that you hate, does it like do you like squatting and flossing? It feels so great. So it's interesting. That's crazy. Yeah, two wrongs can make a right. Wow. You heard it here first. <laughs> you guys um, can wait, can I can I jump in for a yeah, second? Because please. my I please I am a sort of I think probably rational to the point of insensitivity. I just pointed to John. I don't think John's insensitive hey. <laughs> at all. But but my heart really goes out because I think that putting a lot of meaning into small things in the beginning of a relationship is so normal. And it's just, this you're, isn't you're, the beginning of the relationship. That's a good point. But It's the beginning of the second time around. <laughs> the beginning and, of the worst mistake. No, but I, I think it's indicative of, of not feeling secure in a relationship because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's not, mm-hmm. I, for me, it's more analytical than intuitive that you're, you're ascribing meaning to these things that we have the, um, the ability to see our, pretty meaningless and are just creating more problems and drama. But when you're in it and when you're in love and you're sleeping with yeah. someone and you have all those chemicals rushing, you're not being rational. No, that's, that is really true. Did you true. see and how awkward he was when he kissed her after giving her that toothbrush head? She knew, <laughs> she knew it meant nothing. 
I do think you had to have. I think you're really right, though, and I think I was wrong. Uh, it, it it is analytical. It's not intuitive. It's analytical because she's thinking about it the whole time, saying, "Oh, okay, this means this." And you just get too you're, much in your head, and that's totally. I think what I think kills right. a lot of relationships. You just got to get out of your head. Get out of your head. Get into your then your what, feet. What would get you into, recommend? Get out of your head and into your heart. <laughs> um, last what happened last episode? Because we didn't talk much about the big, and there was another thing that parallels to this. <sighs> last episode, she, she was, was dancing sleep- with. Sorry, go ahead. Well, last episode, she was secretly sleeping with Big and not telling her friends. And then they found out and they confronted her and she got mad. And then at the end, they go to this weird supper club and she like wants him to be like, we're back on and he won't say it. And the last, yeah, the last thing that basically she says, we're official, whatever that means. Yes, exactly. And so, um, so I guess my, what would your advice, if Carrie's your friend, what would your advice, Rebecca, be to her to be like, she comes to you. She's like, okay, he did this toothbrush thing. And then we we're going to this wedding and he didn't sign the thing. What? And then they don't go to the wedding. It's before that. The, they get out of the cab on the way to the wedding and you get coffee with her for an hour and she confides in you. What would you say? The first thing I would say is that the way you're feeling is totally valid. <laughs> you really are oh, a good friend. Can we please go all around the circle and share what we would say? Yeah, for sure. And it would probably be an hour to come to the point of just... You're, you have the power to leave this at any moment, but why don't you just take it day by day? You don't have to make a decision tonight. And then when all else fails, it's like, well, let's go for a walk. <laughs> That's my advice. You would with her or you, she should say that to big. Oh, no, no like, <laughs> usually with a girlfriend, I think. Yeah, like, yeah. cause when you're, when you're, when you're worked up like that, I think that there's really like, you can't talk yourself down. You can't think your way out of being too much in your head. That's counterintuitive. So I just try to distract my friends. It's not just girlfriends. Mm-hmm. It's all genders. <laughs> you, you, you just—I feel like. Wait, I don't know if this is what just happened, but I will say it because I feel like this happens to me. You said it happens to all genders, and you backed up. And you were like, you mouthed the words like, "What did I just?" And I feel like on this podcast, it literally all, looked like you were coming up out of water yes. and taking a breath of air. And, so, I feel like this all just the time, happened with my male friends as well. But I feel like all the time on this podcast, I will say something, and I'm like, I don't know. I'm a guy watching the show. What do I did? What is what I just said? Okay, I don't know if it's what I said. Oh my god! And it's gonna be on the internet forever. It's just like my goal is not to be on Jezebel.com. That is what I said. I just don't. I don't uh, listen. Whatever I just said right now is the story we need, and I don't know. Uh, uh, Rebecca thinks it's only okay. <laughs> To wa- take walks with her female friends and tell them to settle down. Because apparently only women are the people that need to settle down. Rebecca Melosa doesn't think men can walk. <laughs> it's true. Why don't, you, why don't you think men can walk, Rebecca? <laughs> oh, I have such an inappropriate answer. That was, that was yes. What's happening? Yes. Well, I want to hear the advice you guys would give to your friend. Okay. Oh, that was so I'm, funny. So, was so the scenario is Carrie is, uh, where, 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 paint the scenario again, Kevin. She, basically, you have to give her advice about those two things. About, about the toothbrush thing? About the toothbrush and then simultaneously the thing. He, he let me have a toothbrush and then he wouldn't sign the card. What does it mean? And then you're there. I would say you can't change a person. You've been with this person before for a very long time. And you know that they're not going to go out of their way to do anything special. And they're also not going to go out of their way to intentionally hurt you. They're just coasting. And you're a part of their life. You're like, one. he's one of those big whale sharks. And you are a little suction cup on the underside of him just being dragged along right now. God. He is on a course that, that is charted in his big whale shark brain. 
for a distant point in the ocean, and he's going there. And if you want to ride along, it's going to be the whale shark's world. So get the get off of him, release off of him, and go find a different sea creature to be with, Carrie. Or else you're, or else you're gonna be unhappy. It's a. Uh... <laughs> oh man, you did a really good one in there. You did a I good. Know. Wow. We'll insert one in and put. I thought, that I is... thought it was the end of it. So the per- the girl the- Carrie goes on a walk, and then she goes back to get more advice, and then she's shattered by, by John. John, and then she's just like, "Man, I'm gonna. I don't want to jump off a building. I'm oh. gonna go talk to my friend Corey for advice." Also, mm-hmm. in John's scenario, is Carrie the Little Mermaid? No, because <laughs> she's there's she's, there's a fish man that she's in love with. No, she's the confused right. She's the confused fish that sucks on to the body of a larger fish. Right. But she has uh, a pack of cigarettes and a laptop. <laughs> that is true. She She's does. always smoking inside the ocean. And it's like, that's impressive. That's great. But it's how, you know, it's before the underwater smoking ban. Um, <laughs> great answer, John. Oof. Um, I, I think I would say, okay, I could see how those things make you feel... Um, a little nervous or maybe compromised. Uh, you have been in this before. Um, I don't know if it's going to change, but also if you want to be here, um, maybe just kind of know what you're, know what you're getting into. Know that this could continue like this. Um, and if you want to leave, you could leave, but if you don't feel like you can leave now, then maybe you just, and maybe you don't have to leave, but maybe just like be in this, Right now, I understand how that makes you feel. I'm here if you want to talk, and uh, it might not get easier, but maybe it will over time because I do think, I I do think, I think over time it's slow, but I do think people can change. You heard it here first. Corey Cavan <laughs> thinks women are slow and can't change. <laughs> I believe I ended with, I believe I ended with people can change. Unless you're a woman. <laughs> Corey thinks women change all the time. That's true. Um, Women do change all the time. We are mercurial. Look at the fashion in this series. They're always changing clothes. Thank you, Patricia Field. Kevin, Kevin, what about you? Kevin, you're up. I would say that they need to communicate more about these things. And they need to have, like, you're saying get off... Get I'm get hey dumb. barnacle get off. You're you're literally a dumb person because you've been through this before. Yeah, and he's doing the same exact things that he had did before. What I would say though is I would say, like, if if what you need right now is to share this common goal, then you need to communicate that because I don't think uh, just knowing the end of the series that they end up together, maybe inform some of this. Maybe if we're like, is this turtle turtle high tower or is this a guy who will be in the next episode? I would say like, he doesn't give a shit. He's not going to be in season three. So maybe that informs it. But I do think it's like, she doesn't share any of that with him and you can only share so much, but like her, the stuff she shares with them is like, so we're dancing at the supper club. And he's like, and he's like, and just like that, we were official, whatever that means. Well, if you're about to get back together with him, then why don't you be like, what does official mean to you? And with this, it'd be like, obviously, if you say, if she said the monologue in her head about the toothbrushes, then he's going to be like, you need to leave your psycho. <laughs> but she does need to communicate with him how much these things mean to her, because it's not that she's a complete idiot. 
but it is that she, those things mean a lot to her and they're, they don't mean as much to him, but they don't need to, but she needs to communicate that she's like sensitive. And I don't think she does. Yeah. Yeah. It's just hard. It's hard. Like I say, this is someone who has very thick skin. <laughs> I'm usually the one that's like being talked to. You mm. need to be more receptive to my feelings, mm. but, but it's just, I don't know. It's, I think it's, it's really scary to speak up for what you want, especially because Big has so much power in their yeah. relationship. Because you know, he's seven feet tall. <laughs> because he's, yeah, and so strong. Have yeah. you noticed? <laughs> his, all his suits look like they're a size quadruple XL. <laughs> no, no. I think just because even mm-hmm. though Carrie ended it the last time, you know, she felt she felt like he wasn't she's always felt this way. You know this. He, he doesn't show up enough. Um, and so, and I think that when you're already worried about scaring somebody away, it makes it even harder to, to feel like it's low stakes. Cause that's really what it is. It's super low stakes, but because she wants to do everything right. So she doesn't want to mess it up again. It feels so high stakes. And that's mm. the question. Like, how do you, how do you convince someone or yourself that it's actually low stakes? Is it, why is it low stakes? Do you say? Cause it's a toothbrush. Oh, I thought you meant their relationship. Oh, the I mean, toothbrush thing is low stakes. Honestly, I know they've been together before, but for me, it's like, well, it's still kind of low stakes. You're getting to know That's each true. other better and you're taking a second chance, but. You might never see him again after this. And it could just be like that dude that I dated. We got back together for a second. Then it was over. But yeah. aren't, so aren't be- all relationships low stakes until someone starts to care? And then it's like, oh, this became high stakes. Well, mm-hmm. you know, like. <laughs> That's it's I low guess, stakes for Samantha because she's just screwing people and she's like, but then it becomes high stakes, which is like, I screwed you 15 years ago. <laughs> but that's about her pride. No, Kevin, I think you're 100% right that when you care, when you care, it does become high stakes, which is why all those little things feel so high stakes for Carrie. And I guess that's it. It's like, Carrie's not wrong on one hand. And like John said, you know, all the signs are there. But do you keep, when do you keep hoping? When do you let go of disappointment? Because relationships are also full of disappointment and letdowns. Mm. Not mine. <laughs> well, that's when she needs to lean on her friends, which she yeah. she did. And when they told her she was an idiot, she got super pissed and peaced out on them. But that, yeah. you gotta, where, where when did that happen? That was the last, last episode. episode when she like was in the when she curve. confronted when she told them yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. They're like, "You are a dumb person," and she's like, "I'm mad. I'm going home. I'm going back to Biggs." Yeah, yeah. Like, it, like usually a, a general rule of thumb is. If a lot of your friends tell you that your relationship is shitty, it's probably shitty. Mm-hmm. I can confirm <laughs> that is true. Okay. And even though it feels like it's not shitty and it yeah. feels like it's great and it feels like you might be able to save the person and change the person and you're receiving a lot of good signs. If the people that you've selected to be your support network are like, this is a bad deal yeah. and they have the courage to actually say that to you. You need to really take stock into what they're saying because it probably is a really bad situation. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is could not. I feel like the older you get and the more relationships you see around like in your life and in other people, that's the truest thing that I read in a book. <laughs> <laughs> and then you repeated it. That it's like those your parents, your siblings, your best friends. Those are the people that know you. Whether you and it's really I'm hard sure. to tell someone that they don't like your relationship. Like that's usually like the last straw. Because like when then someone, they'll yeah. put distance between. Like you will not. Like if I have a friend who's like, who's like, hey, what do you think of this person? I have to really, actually think it's a bad deal for mm-hmm. me to to speak truthfully about that and right. not just be like, well, they're they're kind of cool. Like mm-hmm. they, they they like that one movie that we like. Like that's mm-hmm. fun, you yeah. know. So that's true. Anyway, let's move on from Big and Carrie and talk about some of the other goofs in this episode because yeah. there were a lot of mm. a lot of great ones. Um, 
We talked a little bit about the guest book. The whole Deja Fuck. Uh, Samantha's Samantha's deal. Which, deal. like, she meets this guy because they're sitting out on the stoop at Miranda's party. Miranda throws the party for... The guy has his going away party where he gets engaged and Miranda really wanted to marry that dude. They're sitting outside. Dude walks up to the stoop. She's like, I'll take him to the party. <laughs> and she's kind of dressed like Uncle Sam. Have you noticed? She's wearing like <laughs> Uncle Samantha. Uncle- <laughs> I, did, I did not notice that. How is there not an Uncle Samantha Instagram account? Oh my God. I want you to fuck me. <laughs> oh man. Um, uh, keep going. Yeah. So they go upstairs and then they're banging. And then wait, when you assume he's like orgasming, but. Uh, tuck my hair. Tuck my hair. What does he say? Tuck my hair. Tuck, tuck my, my hair. hair. His hair's too so short. short to his hair is so. His hair's like kind of high and tight on the sides. He's got to grow it out if that's what he's into. Tuck my hair. Tuck my hair. Also, tug. Pull. Who says tug my hair? And it's not short. You got to tug it. I guess that. Just <laughs> I just want a, a tiny bit of pain on my top of my head. Tug my hair. But, but that's, yeah, that's like that. the perfect thing for her to trigger her memory right. from 15, 15 years yeah. ago. Like, it had to be specific. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tug then, my hair. And then she's, and then I guess he it's was like, like you're I still we into were, that after all these years? I know. Yeah. It's weird. And you never grew your hair out. But yeah, she thought, he thought they were sexy role playing. Right. But that sends her into kind of existential crises. Yeah. Because then she's like, are there no more fish in the sea? Have I caught and released all the fish? What right. surprises me though is that she has to have a like a range of ages that are that she is okay with, and and people keep getting older. So there's always got to be a fresh batch of you know. She's the McConaughey of, uh, or, of New York. Yeah, is that what he does? Well, that's what I like. You know, from uh, from, from days, days confused. confused. That's she's, what I like about those Wooderson. high school girls. Wooderson. I get older. They, they stay, stay the same okay. age. Um, that that line meant meant something a lot different when you were like in high school, but now that I'm like a 35 year old man, yeah, it really should invoke the. Well, there was so like in high school, it was funny. There like a creep when you didn't when there was like the creep that was around high school was like, oh, that dude's such a creep. And then I feel like once you're the age of those people and you see those creeps, you know them up close and personal. Yeah. You're like, oh, that's yeah. like fucking weird. Yeah. So. Says the guy with a, a nice, freshly shaved mustache. Oh, no, it's beautiful. Just kidding. Uh, All your mustaches are beautiful. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I guess John and I technically have mustaches because we have beards. Yeah. Um, so wait, that takes them into a uh, that takes them into their philosophical little lunch. Which did you guys notice while they have that lunch? Miranda was just chowing down on something. Every shot of her, yeah. she was like, meow, meow. "Well, I thought like that hardcore. that was our first, as we called it." Um, Jennifer Armstrong said this, the Socratic dialogue. Dialogues. That was our Socratic dialogue. But this was the first one that wasn't like, what do you think of cunnilingus? This one, like they were all mad at each other. And, I like and there was they, lots of tension. Yeah, they all yeah, kind of stole the scene. Back yeah. And everyone yeah. was, yeah, I and they really did, liked it. They didn't want to be talking and with each other. Like they all wanted to storm out, but they were there just like working it out. I thought it was one of the cool I wrote that too. I wrote so good diner talk. Yeah. Cause they were fighting. They were yeah. fighting in a way that was like this underlying thing. They're all dealing with this different shit right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We talk a lot on the show about most New York and least New York thing. Mm-hmm. I think that diner talk super New York. And then of course the stoop that when they were all outside in the stoop Smoking after the wedding, and drinking on the yeah. stoop if you've and ever stuff, lived yeah. in New York city, you've had a night where you are drinking out on the stoop talking with your friends yeah every single person that's totally one. true 
And they're just walking on the sidewalk with a bottle of wine. You've never and done that? No, I've totally done that. It's just well, what I, because I also was thinking about what's the most New York moment. And mine was so sad, which was, was the, like, people will jerk off on you on the subway. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, so they said that. They said jerk off on you yeah. on the subway. And John was like, jerk off on you. But like, as three men, I've, I've. I've watched a guy put his hand down his pants and then kind of pull down some big sweatpants and his dangling came out. But I've had way less experiences of that than unfortunately lots of girls I know have had a lot of experiences with that. Yeah. How, how many times would you say a guy has jerked off in front of you? On never. It's never happened to me, but it's happened to multiple girlfriends yes. and, and real and not even just on the subway, but like getting, they get off the train, you know, looking never. at them, making, oh, making really inappropriate. I mean, it's all inappropriate, but eye contact, mm -hmm. deep eye contact. I don't get it. Well, it's also terrifying when it's Ugh. 1 AM and there's only two people there or like when there's oh, on yeah. the subway and there's like not a lot of people around. Yeah. Um, there's, there's, have you guys seen the movie Shame no. with uh, Michael Fassbender? Oh, no. no. The, is it Lars von Trier? Uh, no. no. That's the guy, that's the guy that directed the sex the, one. It, Shame is the sex one. He, Michael Fassbender is a sex addict. He lives in New York. But anyway, there's a scene where like he's just constantly like making eye contact with women on the subway, but he ends up like having affairs with them. But I was going to say like there's got to be a way for people to make eye contact, like flirty eye contact on the subway, but like know the line when you're like, hey, chill out on that eye contact. <laughs> Well, the guys that are jerking off in front of people aren't, aren't there to flirt. No, but when you were saying people are making eye contact, do you mean stand, get off the subway, start masturbating, and then stare at someone? I mean, like, sitting on the subway, looking at somebody, and then start masturbating gotcha. on the subway okay. I while thought, making intense like, who, eye contact. Who is on the sub subway where they're not jumping on and, like, beating the shit out of these guys? If, if I no, was, have you, there was a really good video. It was, like, it was, like, six months ago or a year, and there was a guy that was... Like, um, he was just like looking at this girl and she got her phone out and she just w goes off on him. She's like, are you fucking looking at me? She just goes off on him and Good. she forces him yeah. to like get up and get off the subway. And yeah, it was like, and I mean, you get like a clear shot of him and she's just railing on him for like good. two Ooh. minutes. It's good. Well, I'll, were you I'll bummed when she got that shot of you? <laughs> Jeez. I was just cooling off. My, my mom said the it she it, when she came and visited new york one time i was staying out and i gave her the keys i was like you're two stops away get on the subway and she's like is it safe and i was like yeah mom it's gonna be fine she's like okay she's like i just don't want to get murdered or raped and i was like mom no one's gonna murder you no one's gonna rape me rape you and she's like hey someone could rape me <laughs> <laughs> who'd want to r her anyway <laughs> yeah but my but my mom. That's an Arrested Development that. quote. Yeah, 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 I don't. I'm not saying it for you. But but it, there is like I, I just feel there's a Master of None episode about it. But it, it's the subway being alone on the subway at night will never be the same for for us versus what it is. Well, for no, for if a girl, if like you're totally absolutely. alone. It's fun because you can dance all over the train car. And yeah. No one knows. Yeah, exactly. One other dude staring. <laughs> Um, let's let's curtail this, let's keep this conversation into uh, the tushy squeeze. Yeah. So wow. Charlotte meets this dude. They they Be, fall like in love with the wedding. They go upstairs. Athletic BJ Novak. Yep. We'll athletic BJ. He did look like athletic BJ Novak. They go upstairs and get a bang in. Come back down and immediately meet his parents. Which is like a Charlotte dream to be like. Yeah. I think this guy's the one. They even say the mom says to him like, "Could this be the one?" Yeah. Then, because she thought she's like, did I ruin it by just having sex with them? Right. Yeah. And then, uh, and then the dad is like, oh well, I'd love to dance with you. 
And then you're he immediately, wonderful. yeah, what does yeah. he say? I don't know. He's like, yeah. you're a beautiful dancer. Yeah, yeah. And then he, he just gets, he gets a handful of her butt cheek. Yeah. Like a second into the dance. And then he's like, I got to run. I got to go jerk off on people in front of the subway. <laughs> um, yeah, the dad's a super mega creep. Right. The sad part about it is that, is that then Charlotte tells the guy and the guy just goes off. Yeah, like zero to ten, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. In a in a good in a way that is very clearly like, like that's my dad. Like he right. needs his dad to be perfect. Yeah, I mean it, it's an interesting situation because the guy obviously the dad complete asshole. The guy acted like a complete asshole. But if I were to put myself in his shoes, my dad is a wonderful man. And if some girl that I met at a wedding was like, "Your dad did this to me." I have no idea how I would react. I would be like, I just met you. I've known my dad my whole life. He's a great guy. Yeah. Like, what? Like, yeah. I think I would have been more like, huh? Like that doesn't compute. Like that's one plus one equals three for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Instead of being like, you're a demon, Charlotte. But, well, I'm sure they had to wrap that up quickly. <laughs> and it was more dramatic that way. That's like, okay. Like, yeah. But what would you do? Like, what would you do if you were at a wedding and that exact same scenario happened and some girl you, you had spent, 30 minutes with yeah all all, uh, intimate minutes was like hey your dad just totally like like grabbed me and made out with me well no just grabbed her not made out with her because like what what actually happened in the show okay sorry yeah your dad just grabbed my ass don't make that guy into a worse character john he just just, grabbed charlotte's ass that's it he did not make out with her what would you do do, like what what would you do it's crazy right (laughs) i yeah i would i would be on my i would be taken aback yeah it was it was an interesting an interesting little dilemma there. Are you guys not going to ask what I would well, do about my dad? Yeah, what, what would you do? Throw him under the bus. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. My dad. I never loved like, you anyway, dad. No. <laughs> <laughs> not the case. My dad's a wonderful man and I would have the same response. I would be like, huh? um, he's one of the kindest people I've ever met and helps people out. And But I would also be like, oh, okay, hang on. Wait, what'd you say? What's going? Wait, what? I think I think part of that might speak to the fact that like we I've I've met both your dads. We all have very wonderful fathers. We're very yeah. lucky to have that. Um and maybe that guy part of his reaction was like that dude's a dirtbag and his dad was a dirtbag. Hmm. And I also think you're yeah. right. It's like it was TV where they're like they got to wrap this up and they got to create a thing. But I do I mean it was obviously like terrible thing. But, yeah. But this is one of the reasons I think that we all need to slow down in our love lives. Not you John, you're married. Uh but John, really, slow, slow it down. Pump the Seriously, brakes, John. Really? Pump the brakes. You hear that, Katie? Pump, Pump the brakes. The brakes. Uh, no, because, you know, and maybe it's going to work out for Jeremy and the dancing frog lady. But, you know, Charlotte moves so fast with him. And I think you got to take it slow because yeah. you got to get to know somebody. Be It's like it's those complicated chemical feelings again, you know, when you get so excited talking about what the future is going to be like. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, no, I could never be part of this family. It's those complicated chemical feelings. (laughs) My my parents (laughs) met. Trying to give you something. My parents met. They went on a date and three weeks later they're engaged and three months later they were married. So under four months. But but when they talk about it, they're like. Yeah, we we just got we got lucky. It was like we loved each (laughs) other and they were committed, but they were like they didn't they were like first few years were figuring out who we were and like learning that stuff. But there wasn't a single part that it was just like, whoa, you're this like they were on the same page enough. Mm -hmm. But a lot of it just is luck. They didn't know each other in 
the ways that you'd know someone of five years. One thing I wanted to say real quick that I just realized is we talk about whether thematic things linked up in this, but when they're on the stoop drinking, Charlotte defends the couple at the engagement. She's like, it was mm-hmm. love at first sight. And then right. later what falls apart for Charlotte is love at first sight. Yeah. With that guy, she sees him, they sleep together and then it all falls apart with the dad. So she squeeze. So love cool. at first sight. Do you guys believe in love at first sight? Oh, sorry. No, I no, no, I don't no. think so. I know. <laughs> Not even close. Well, that's easy. <laughs> you? No, but I will say that the first time I saw my boyfriend, I was like, hubba hubba. That's the, that's the guy. I, I wow. believe in magic in that way. Yeah. And I also believe in well, magic. I, I couldn't finish well, it. Well, I, I hope you like, do. I also believe in dragons. <laughs> You'll all other kinds of magic. I actually wanted to bring this up. Uh, do you know elves? <laughs> so, uh, I heard about a sorcerer that could take the liquid from the sky and freeze it onto puddle. You can live forever. <laughs> Have you heard of Darth Plagueis the Wise? No. What is that? <laughs> Is that a magic card? Oh god! Oh, if man. anyone knows that, what that is, just l- let us know on our, on uh, Instagram. If you know what, I will we will give you a I will book. personally send you a book. We'll give you a, we'll give you one of Jennifer K. What is the name again? Sex in the City books. I th- I I don't I don't remember the pronunciation. Okay, okay, you guys um, heard. Wait, hold on. I, I'm not trying to keep us longer. It was so funny, but but when Charlotte said the love at first sight thing, it took us back to the people talking straight to camera, which we haven't seen that in a couple episodes. Yeah. And that also makes me kind of feel like the episode was a little bit of a mess because like we see that and we all go, I don't know. It just that. Do I believe it happens? Yes. Do I believe that it's something that can be copied or articulated in any way? Like, no, like it happens and then it works out with some people and that's, you can only diagnose it after it has happened and worked out. True. That's true. Cause that's I had true. another boyfriend the first time I saw him, I was like, hubba hubba, he's the one. <laughs> so that could, could that just be, <laughs> this is just the latest like, of the hubba hubba, yeah, he's the could one. Could that just be how you react to someone that you're attracted to? Maybe. Yeah, in a, it's in a very bad. old fashioned cartoon way. Hubba hubba. Hubba hubba. Did your eyes go, shoot out your head? Old timey car horn went off. Too. Yeah. All right. Last time. Let's uh let's go around the circle and do our Cosmo rating. <laughs> One to five Cosmos. Uh it is very hot in here. It's very let's steamy um, in let's here. do a speed Cosmo round <laughs> speed here. Cosmo round? Um one to five. Five being the best Sex and the City episode you've ever seen. One being rubbish. Where do you guys put it? I'll start. I'm going two Cosmos with this episode. <sighs> and if anyone else does two Cosmos, they strictly copied what I said and it was not original. Okay. But, uh, yeah, two Cosmos. It was very disjointed. I did love the diner scene. I think the diner scene was one of my favorite scenes that we've had in season two, but felt a little bit disjointed. Didn't really know what was happening with the chicken dance. Uh, and I, did, I carrying big is is kind of driving me a little bit nuts right Blanca. now. So I want want something to happen with that. Okay. Uh, we're doing quarter cosmos too, right? Quarter cosmos, one point seven five. Partially just so I don't have to copy John because wow. I already had two in my head. But <laughs> I, 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 I think it was like I don't know. We, what one thing that's interesting is the woman that wrote it is a great writer. She was an EP, I think, on Modern Family, oh, okay. and writes on the show Divorce. So hey, listen, Sandy Shoepack, if you're listening, I think your work is great, and I got a spec script I'd love to send you. However, however, just felt a little over the place. Although there was a good Power Miranda outfit in there, the pinstripe thing, oh, yeah. the pinstripe suit that she was wearing at the diner talk. But mm. I don't know. It just it felt from the one our last episode that oh, yeah. one thematically seemed like it, it wove together a lot better. This one I wasn't as into. Mm-hmm. Um, I will give it a two point five. Mm. Um, I think I like the last episode better, and I gave that a three, but. I think it tied 
I feel like if we watch this again in six months, you guys would like this episode. I feel like it did tie together thematically. And I I don't know. I feel like maybe it's the heat. But um, I will say that um, I'm giving it minus a half point because of the bad porn jazz music that uh, oh was playing. Oh my gosh, that was so the bad. Chris Noth. But I, I did I did think about that because we didn't mention it, but I, I did think that that was kind of the clue at the beginning of the episode that's like, she's calling to be like, hey, big. And he's like, what are you wearing? I, like, he <laughs> thinks of her as a sex object, even when he just woke up. And I do think that was a bit of a clue into a warning sign for her that he's. She's had so many warning signs. I know. I know. But I'm saying for us, it was like, okay, big still thinks of her as like, what are you wearing? Not like, hey, sure. sweetheart, like what are you wearing mm-hmm. sweetheart you know like what, <laughs> what are you wearing, are you wearing? Yeah, that's sweetheart, sweetheart. and then and then when she's like denim and he's like oh yeah i love denim <laughs> like meet me on the subway track oh, oh she's got denim on um so i give it a 2.5 i i the most enjoyable part about it was watching it with you guys and you oh thanks kevin uh this uh, different experience i'm gonna give it a 3.5 cosmos because and I don't want to. I don't want to make this a female thing, but I think that analytical uh, putting weight where perhaps uh, you wouldn't put weight if you weren't in love. I feel like I have a bunch of friends going through that right now, so mm. it feels very relevant to me. Uh, and and the marriage thing too. You know, I'm a girl in my mid thirties, and and the marriage thing really messes with your head. Mm-hmm. Not. Uh, not my head, I think as much as some other friends, but I'm in a long relationship. But you know, that question about what kind of worth does it give you? Uh, even in 2018, sadly is like programmed in there. Mm. So I get it. I'm giving it a (laughs) 4.5. Actually, now that you say that, I actually, I will say, although I want to apologize about my interpretation of the toothbrushes. Kevin could be right. There might be more things that come together with it. Um, Don't forget, Rebecca doesn't think men can walk. (laughs) (laughs) Never mind. I'm done. Also, very un-New York thing in this episode. They decided to get married super quick and like booked a booked a wedding at the plaza in like two weeks. Come on, come on, get out of here, Uh, Rebecca. Where can we find you on social media? You can find me at Greerling, G R E E R L I N G. All my names are hard. Rebecca is spelled funny. Malosic is not a real name. Greerling is part of my middle name. Do you have Do you have any shows coming up? If there's anything on the calendar, we could do it. We I saw one of your musicals last year. Um, about what was it called? About the pigeons. <laughs> it was Kevin. It was called Ringer. It was a Ringer. Kids, so good. It was a kids Kevin show about killing to be pigeons. Incredibly prepared on your life. <laughs> no, no, you know, and you can also look at my website, which is Malosic.com. M-E-L-O-C-I-K.com. I pronounce that Malosic.com. Malosic.com. She writes some wonderful musicals and you have a bunch in the works and some of them are going to be going. So follow last question. Last question before we go. If someone were to come to New York City in two weeks and see a Broadway show, what should they see? Hmm. They should go see Harry Potter, but they'll have to murder someone to go see it. They don't feel like murdering. Oh, cool brag. If they don't feel like murdering someone, what show do they see? They should see Come From Away. Come From Away. My aunt and uncle saw that last night. Really? Did they like it? Yeah, they they thought it was great. It was amazing. I'm I'm sort of a cynical new. I'm a New Yorker now because I've been here 12 years. Heck yeah, you are. 
I was I was crying a lot. It makes awesome. you feel things. Wow. Come there from away. It. Come from away or Harry Potter if you feel like murdering someone. Right. Yeah. If you Thank- are yourself the cursed child, <laughs> do it. Awesome. Thank you, Rebecca. Thank you so Thanks, Thanks, much. Rebecca. This was so fun. And talk to us on Bradshaw Boys on uh, our Instagram and Twitter, and because we look at that and we'll we'll try and answer questions about the episode or anything you guys are, we can talk about. Um, send us messages on that or comment on us, and we'll we'll talk about you on the podcast. And don't forget, this episode was brought to you by our favorite 90s contraception, Diaphragms. So thank you, Diaphragms, for sponsoring this episode. Yeah, thank you so much, Diaphragms. Keeping it going. Bye. The Bradshaw Boys stars Corey Cavan, John Sieber, and Kevin James Doyle. The show is produced by Jeremy L. Balin. For more information on the guys, check out their website at bradshawboys.com, on social media at The Bradshaw Boys. And if you see them in the street, tip your glass. Thanks for listening. <laughs>